You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? What a day. What a day. Welcome to Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. And Monday, November 15th, 2021 will be Eduardo Rodriguez Day from here on out. Welcome to the E-Rod Show. The Eduardo Rodriguez episode. In your eyes and ears. Not your eyes. In your ears. What a, what a day. Just what a what a fantastic, fantastic day. We're going to break down everything to do with the E-Rod signing. The contract. The player. What it means for the team. Everything. Do I have a format? Absolutely the hell not. Do we care? We do not. Okay? We do not care. We ball. This is, this is, what, what a time. What a time. Locked on Tigers, Scott Bentley. Eduardo Rodriguez is officially a Detroit Tiger, a five-year, $80 million deal. That is $16 million a season, 16 mil AAV. There is some incentive sprinkled in there that somebody could hit, some that I don't think he'll hit. And then the opt-out is after year two. You guys can't see, but I just did like a peace sign with my fingers. Two. Give myself bunny ears. This is, this is so fantastic. This is just so great. I, I, it's it's a hard to put into words. I probably shouldn't be saying that because my job is literally to put it into words. But but, I, it's gonna be really hard to to formulate thoughts with the excitement that is currently going on in my brain, moving a billion miles an hour. I the the entire day, the entire day, I found out this news. The second I woke up, I was still laying in bed, just going through the notifications that I got throughout the night while I was asleep, and and found out that we got Erod. I literally had not left my bed yet for the day, and then for the remainder of the entire day, I remained just as excited, and I was just as scatterbrained, and 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 just what a day! Five years, eighty mil. This is a, a great, great, great signing. If you cannot hear from the inc- excitement in my voice on my opinion of this signing, it's absolutely fantastic. And there's going to be a, a lot of people that are, that are either confused about why I, I, I think this is such a great signing or why so many people think it's a great signing or people that just flat out disagree. There are going to be those people. Those people are this really cool thing that we like to call wrong. They're wrong. 
and I, and I don't like I don't I don't enjoy doing that. If anybody's listened for the, to the show for for a long period of time, you know I, I don't I don't just come on here and 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 tell you how to how to think or feel. And I'm still am not telling you how to think or feel. If you think he sucks, then then you think he sucks. And you can go about a day, but you should go about your day knowing that you're wrong. This is such a good signing. We're not paying him to be an ace. That was one misconception I saw. People were like, oh, why is everyone freaking out? Like we just got a an ace and a Cy Young candidate. We're not, we're not paying. We're paying him sixteen million dollars a year. That that's not ace money. He's not getting. 22, 25, 30 mil AAV. We're paying him to be a top half of the rotation, front line, consistent, solid starter. And that's what he has been his entire career. He's 28. He's a lefty. He's good. It, it, if money is, is not anything, that is a valid reason to why this is a stupid signing. If you think that, which you shouldn't because it's not. If you think this is a dumb signing, money, is it's impossible. It's literally, objectively impossible to argue that that the contract it could possibly be a reason as to why this could be a bad signing. In, in no universe is that a valid point. Okay. Then there was some, some uh, oh, he had a really high ERA. We will definitely get into that because that is, that is true. That's, that's objectively true. He, he did have a, a, a pretty high ERA for a dude that's expected to be a, a, a second-of-the-line starter. But we will get into all of that when we do the stats breakdown because that's a point that I want to address because I think that's actually a legitimate gripe for someone who who is maybe unfamiliar or doesn't do like deep dives into uh, a lot of the analytics that's a on a base level that's a relatively fair gripe and and you you have every right to to look at that page and kind of raise an eyebrow and be like why is everyone so excited about the dude that almost had a 480 ra i get that and we will definitely get into it but he's good i promise the thing about it with, with this team now, you are now, it, it was so important to get a guy that you knew could get innings. It was so important for the Detroit Tigers to get somebody that that's, has the ability to go out there and get innings. And Ed has, has, I mean, in 2019, he had over 200 innings. This year, he had over 150. You're, you're coming into next season before today. You're going into this season with uh, with Mize, Manning, Scooble, Boyd, and that that was really it on the starting pitching front. Um, Mize, Manning, and Scooble have, have never pitched 150 innings in their professional career, or more than they have never eclipsed 150 innings in their professional career. So uh, that's uh, you need you need innings somehow, and then on top of that, you you bring in. Uh, they're all young arms. Stuff happens. Um, then Matt Boyd has. We're now pushing three years. Twenty twenty two will be three years since he's had a good, full, healthy season. Uh, twenty nineteen being being his last one. Twenty twenty he was bad, and twenty twenty one he was uh, had had a had a little bit of an injury problem. It was kind of in and out and in and out. 
So you, you needed somebody with some consistency and that was going to go out there and, and be able to, to start 30 to 35 games and, uh, and, and you can be confident that he would have that ability to. And, and Water Rodriguez is that. Absolutely. Absolutely that. So at a bare minimum, no matter what your opinion of the, the talent level or the money or, or, or whatever, we'll address all of that. But at a base level, you're getting a guy that's going to eat some innings. And that's a good thing, at least. So this team going forward is now going to go in the next season with Mize, Manning, Scooble, Ed, and Boyd. Um, uh, opening day starter, too early to tell. I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I would imagine it would be between Erod and uh, Casey Mize. But um, I, we still have a... a a long off season ahead of us. So uh, this time will only tell kind of how, how those develop and then spring training and all that. Um, but I, I would imagine it, on, on November 16th, I would say that it would uh, probably be one of those two. Really, really exciting stuff, man. Really, really exciting stuff. This rotation that already was kind of looked at as, as the future for the team and, and what the building block of all of our future success just got even stronger. Just got even, I mean, 2019, he, he got sixth place in Cy Young voting. It, it got stronger. And you were down two starters, really. I, I mean, Boyd, again, is, is, is kind of iffy and, and um, losing Turnbull for all of next season. You, you probably needed to sign two starters. And they said that they were going to address starting pitching. That they they've said that from the beginning, to their credit, that that was a, a hole that they wanted to fill, and they wanted to go out and sign somebody. And they sure as heck did. So, again, at, no matter what you think his talent evaluation is, they addressed what they said they were going to address. Still got a long off season to go. Could sign more. And 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 did we get? Did they say, oh, we we need starting pitching? And did they bring in the best starting pitching? Uh, on, on the market, did they bring in the sole best starting pitcher available? I mean, no. Uh, the dude that just won the Cy Young Award, or is going to win the Cy Young Award uh, in in Robbie Ray, is going to be on the market. And then on top of that, you have two future first ballot Hall of Famers, even though they are both pushing forty, on the market as well. It, I'm, I'm not I'm not here to say that Ed is going to win a Cy Young, or or that he is you know some godsend ace that that's going to be at the top of this rotation when we when we win a world series next but uh he again he's getting paid 16 million aav we're not paying him to be that if you take a step back and look at what we're paying him to do this is not only a great signing just because ed is a damn good pitcher this is a great signing because it has the potential to be one of the best value signings of this entire offseason. And I cannot wait to do a deep dive here on him and his stats and, and kind of explain why. But first, I got to tell y'all about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever, a new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site interface and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, 
NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked On Eduardo Rodriguez. Thanks for making Locked On Eduardo Rodriguez your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This is obviously Locked On Tigers. There's me saying obviously again. I know people uh, lo- love when I say that. They, they absolutely love when I say obviously 600 times an episode. Okay, Eduardo Rodriguez, let's take a look. Let's get Let's get to it. Let's just jump right in. Get to why I am so optimistic and thrilled about this signing. So we kind of touched on it a little bit in the rumor mill episode, but but he only got a couple of minutes to his name in that one. And we're giving him 30 today because he's a tiger. Dang it. Called up at age 22 in 2015, is now 28 years old. He will be 29 within the first couple of weeks, the first couple of weeks of next season. He has been very, very consistent when you look at his FIP. ZRA has bounced around a little bit. His FIP has been very, very consistent throughout his career. So you take a look at ERA. You have 385, 471, 419, 382, 381, 474. Okay? And obviously the highest ERA of his career being this past season, season that we signed him for. And we'll get into why that's okay here when we look at his FIP. Year to year, 2015 as a rookie, 392, then 443, 397, 365, 386. And then a career high in FIP at a 332. Career high in FIP. His hit per nine in his career has been between 8.3 and 8.9 every single year except 2021 when it was almost 10. Now, I know that might, okay, well, he's given up way more hits this year, whatever. His his batting average of balls in play was astronomically high. Like unsustainable, will never happen again, lengths of high. Okay, his BABIP in his career, okay, remember league average BABIP is around like 310, give or take five points on any given year. 2015, 289, then we have 278, 299, 301, 317, and then in 2021, a 363 BABIP, that will never happen again, he, he is never going to to have a, an opponent batting average of balls in play of 363. That is bad luck. That is, that is simply a lot of seeing eyeballs, a, a lot of things out of his control. And that's why FIP is such a fun stat to compare to ERA because it tries to only take into consideration things you can control. And a, a, a bloop single falling one year versus that same bloop single being caught the next year is something that's out of your control. 
He also, for what it's worth, not that the Tigers had a stellar defense by any means, because they absolutely did not. The Red Sox had a putrid defense. I, I mean, truly horrific defense all around, like at, at like every position except center field pretty much. So we take that into consideration too. The BABIPs high, the BABIPs high, and the defense was bad. That plays a slight factor into the BABIP. There, take all of that into consideration. We look at his strikeout percentage. He had a career high in K percentage in 2021. That's something he can control. His K percentage throughout his career, 18.8%, in 2021 comfortably a career high a career high by a full percentage his walk rate was a career low in 2021 career walk rate 7.1 percent in 2015 8.7 8.6 8.1 8.7 and then seven percent in 2021 so Gave up, gave up more hits than he has ever given up before. And then you're like, okay, well, maybe people were hitting the heck out of the ball, right? See, but also, then if you look at the, the hard hit rates of the balls he gave up, average exit velocity, 90th percentile in 2021. Only, only 10% of all pitchers in baseball had lower average exit velocities than Eduardo Rodriguez. Hard hit percentage against 87th percentile. Expected slugging 67th percentile. Barrel percentage 63rd percentile. His expected ERA was in the 75th percentile, the top quarter of the league. However, he he had a, almost had a 4.8 ERA. He he basically just gave up a boatload of soft singles. And obviously if that's a sustainable thing, if that had been something that that he's been doing his entire career, then absolutely. You have every reason to be like, "All right, well this dude just gives up a boatload of singles. I don't want that. Nobody wants to give up hits." But it's an outlier. On an otherwise great year, if he didn't give up more singles, basically, not not exactly singles, but if he didn't give up more soft contact hits, I'll say, than any other year in his career, and what some of the most in all of baseball, then he, he would have had probably one of the best years of his entire career. He had his career low in FIP. Expected batting average, 56th percentile. Everything else is in the top third of baseball. Expected batting average, 56th percentile. He just gave up a ton of weak contact, for lack of a better term, just like bloop and seeing eye hits. That will go back to the mean. That, that is not a sustainable thing. He's proven for his other five years of his career that that's not a sustainable thing and not something that he does. It just, that's baseball. It happens sometimes. You give up some some weak contact stuff. It happens. 
We see it on the offensive side all the time. Willie Castro in 2020 had like a one of the highest BABIPs I've ever seen in my life. And that's why he was good. And then when his BABIP actually went back to league average, he, he, he is what he is now. This is just the same thing, but on the pitching side. It's a one-year outlier on an otherwise fantastic season. We'll get into the rest of the Eduardo Rodriguez breakdown after this. All right, everybody, we are back for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scott. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. So going back into his average exit velocity and, and, and such, his average exit velocity has been in the top five, in the top 10% of the league in three of his six seasons of his MLB career. And the three he didn't, they were very, very similar numbers and just barely missed the cutoff to be in the top 10% of the league. 2021, he was in the top 10% of the league and 2019. He didn't pitch in 2020. He got COVID. He got a really bad case of COVID actually. He had a lot of heart problems and such. Did not pitch at all in 2020. So his last two seasons we have are 21 and 19, both of which he finished in the top 10% of the league and the top 5% of the league in average exit velocity against him, both of those two years respectively. Okay. This is such a good signing. And 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 so I'm hope I hope I'm um A explaining why I, I am so fond of this signing and why I think it has the potential to be so good. But the value of this signing is is so important. Because again, this is a, a guy that you're giving $16 million AAV to be on the front line part of your rotation, the front line of your rotation. And he has the potential to significantly overperform that. You also have to consider this is a dude who has pitched in Fenway Park his entire career. He's going from Fenway, which is one of the most hitter-friendly parks in baseball, to Comerica, which is one of the most pitcher-friendly parks in all of baseball. Uh, if not the most pitcher-friendly park in all of baseball. Okay, so we'll start with that. Then on top of that, you have the division. He has pitched, he, he has put up these, these very solid numbers in the AL East. He's been pitching against the Yankees, the, now the Blue Jays, uh, the, the Rays, who, who are always good somehow, year after year after year. And again, consistent consistency. His FIP is consistently in the mid to high threes without really a single outlier. He has consistently been what he has been in one of, if not the hardest division in all of baseball, in one of the most hitter-friendly parks in all of baseball. He will now be going to the AL Central, which, let's be honest with ourselves, is a joke. The AL Central is... is, is a, a complete and utter laughing stock to the AL East. The AL East had four 90-win teams this past season. The AL Central had one team go over 500. So you already have the ballpark change. Then you have the, the, the competition 
the consistent competition, the, the, the AL East to the AL Central. Then on top of that, you just add Chris Fetter because you get to. You have that, that privilege. You have that ability as a Tigers fan for just any pitcher we bring in to say, oh, yeah, let me sprinkle the best pitching coach in the sport on top of whatever acquisition or whatever pitcher we bring in too. That's fun. This is electric. I, 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 I truly have no idea how some people have found a way to, to like complain about this or think that this is somehow a, a bad deal. And, and it's good for Ed too. It's good for Eddie. Like this is a, I've already called him like eight different nicknames and I can't wait to just think of a million more. Eduardo Rodriguez, the man of many names. That there, there's another nickname in its own right. There you go. Ed, Eddie, just just Erod, <laughs> so many already. But uh, ready, oh, that kind of rhyme. That was a bar. Um, th- this is good for him too because uh, so so the qualifying offer was one year, eighteen what eighteen and a half mil. I think was was what the QO settled at somewhere around there, give or take two mil. Uh, or two mil, geez, two tenths of a mil, give or take 0.2 mil. Uh, so somewhere around there. So obviously his AAV is comfortably less than that, about two million dollars less, two and a half million dollars left, less. Geez, um, I'm so excited I can't talk. So settles on a little bit less AAV, but gets the five year security, which is which is obviously way more valuable. Than than the the two million dollars two and a half million dollars AAV over over one season, um, but he's also betting on himself too because there's an opt out after the second year, and and it's important to to bring that up when when evaluating this and talking about it. Um, I he he's betting on himself because he 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 has the long term contract locked up if he doesn't think that his market will improve. Uh, in two years when he is 30, 31 years old. Um, but if he does, if he does pitch the lights out for the next two seasons because of all those reasons that we've explained this episode and how good of a pitcher he is and and why he's so effective and why he has the, the ability to... to I, I mean, truly, this is a guy that, that we're paying 16 mil and has the potential to pitch like a guy who's owed somewhere in the mid-20s. Like, truly... And I'm not saying that's a guarantee to happen. I'm not saying that even will happen. But but the 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 underlying numbers are there. The stuff just on a pure pitching basis is there. The situation is there. I I, I mean there, this is this has the potential to be an absolute just steal for the Tigers. But it also doesn't come at the expense of Ed getting hosed. Because if he does pitch super well the next two years, he cannot opt out. Then get an even bigger contract in two off seasons from now, and 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 go on his way and and get what whatever kind of money that entails. And if he doesn't, if his market stays the same, or I mean, unfortunately, with any five year deal, there's the potential for it to go down too. I'm not ruling that out to happen either. I I, I completely understand that nothing is a guarantee in this sport or life. So it, it could go down too, and then he's locked up for, for the next uh, three years after that opt-out too. It is very, very difficult for me 
to look at this and find any way in which to make it a, a bad or not that great of a deal. This is so fun. This is so, so sick, man. This is so sick. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, the future of the Tigers just got a little bit brighter. And while, while it shouldn't be the, the marquee biggest name we get for, for free agency, while it shouldn't be the, the, the number one, like this is, our, this is our free agency and we're done signing, this is a, a damn good deal. And it, 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 it damn well can be the second best signing of an offseason. I'll tell you what. Just ending really quick on what there still is left for this offseason. We still need a shortstop more than anything in the world. That's still our number one priority. Have not addressed the number one priority yet. But the market on shortstops is going to be slow developing. Because there's so many high, high profile shortstops out there. Um, so that is... One that, that we still have to address, obviously, but all the shortstops are still on the market, too. It's not like we're, we're missing out on people and people are flying off the board. Just a very slow developing market because there's a lot of big-name players at that position this offseason. And then the Tigers did say that uh, expect another starting pitching signing. I don't expect the next one to be on this caliber, right? I, I, I mean, Ed, like we talked about, Earlier in the show, um, this is a, a guy who is it was one of the best starting pitchers on the market, right? And, and while he wasn't in that S tier, while he wasn't in that, you know, again, the, the dude who literally won the Cy Young this year is is going to be a free agent. So uh, while he isn't in that tier, he, he's right there below it. He's in that next tier. So I, I don't expect to get a, another free agent of uh, kind of that caliber. But I, I fully expect more starting pitching help. Absolutely. I don't think they roll in with, with three young arms, Matt Boyd, who's had injury problems, and, and Ed. And I don't think that that's, that's the final product of this rotation either. 100% expect a, another starting pitching signing to happen. Justin Verlander, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and then uh, an interesting comment. Whoa, also... We're giving Ed Tucker Barnhart. Let's talk about that too. Who also now apparently it's rumored that we might be willing to give an extension. Which is a fun thing we'll talk about on a later show. We're giving Ed, a, and he's had good defensive catchers. I mean, Vasquez is, uh, this past year he was actually pretty poor defensively. But throughout his career has been one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. So um, not, not a new thing for Ed to have a good defensive catcher. But... That is not changing. We, we are giving him uh, a, a very good catcher behind the plate, too. So that's super fun. So we already addressed catcher, but I did think it was interesting that uh, in previous comments this offseason, Avila said that uh, outfield would be something that they're pretty content with and they might like kick tires of some stuff, but they don't expect to be big players. Whereas now, yesterday... He he said like oh yeah we're uh, we're you know might talk to some outfielders we're like okay well that's that's weird considering we we have a lot of depth there and you said that you liked the depth we had there and now you're kind of like psych I lied uh, so I, I don't know but that'll be an interesting development 
Uh, outfield market's not super strong outside of uh, Marte, but but there's some pieces out there for sure. Uh, we need a shortstop. Need another starting pitcher. Um, it's going to be a fun offseason, baby. Eduardo Rodriguez. Ed. Eddie. Big Ed. Erod. Whatever you want to call him. He's here, baby. We back? Question mark? Are the Tigers back? The streets are starting to ask. There's some whispering happening in the cement and in the gravel. The streets are starting to question. Are the Tigers, in fact, back? Ask me once we sign a shortstop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with me. Um, We will be back tomorrow. Probably back to our player breakdown series, unless something crazy happens. But thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms, as y'all know. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right, everybody. We're back tomorrow. Eduardo Rodriguez is a tiger. Be hype. Be happy. It's a good move. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.